Was Gucci my nigga? Was Louie my killer? Was drugs my dealer? What's that jacket, Marjilla? Doctors say I'm the illest, cause I'm suffering from realness. Got my niggas in Paris, and they going gorillas, huh? I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's Gets gross. the people going. Y'all so hard, motherfuckers wanna find me. This is Real Talk with Ben Tompkins, presented by Four Roses. Hey, what's good, y'all? Happy Friday. This is Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins. We are presented by Four Roses Bourbon, and I am in a watch the throne kind of mood because the guy that I have on today's episode, Dr. Tony Booker, is a former teammate of mine. He's a friend. He's from Louisville, went to Mail High School. And when we were playing ball at Thomas More together, watch the throne. I feel like that was the only thing that we were banging every day in practice, man, was watch the throne, seven-on-seven drills in the summertime, grinding, getting ready for the season. It just takes me back to a special place, man. Hope everybody's doing well. I am excited to have Tony on the show, man. It's been a while since we caught up, so this was really a cool thing to get to reconnect and have him on, and I think you're really going to like this conversation. Uh, Tony is from Louisville. He went to pharmacy school. He got his doctorate in pharmaceuticals, and then he has started his own business and actually has started his own business with a guy that I knew from UK as well, Alex Brewer. So um, just a small world, just kind of a lot of different connections, and it was a pleasure to get to sit down and talk to him. So um, we talk about what it's like starting your own business, uh, what it's like as an entrepreneur to defeat that self-doubt, right? To have an idea and take it from the infancy stage of here's an idea, okay, here's a plan, okay, now it's time to execute the plan, okay, now I'm doing it, now how do we level up, like, and it, it all starts from that just little moment, like that little thought, like, hey, here's an idea, and you bounce it off a couple people, and then they're like, okay, this is actually a really good one, run with it, see where it goes, so he's doing that, and I mean, I credit anybody, that anybody, no matter what it is, if it's a business or if it's just a hobby or anything, if you go after something in life, that's who the universe rewards, my friends. Go after it in life. Don't worry about the, the haters and the naysayers and the people that are going to tell you, oh, you can never do that. Oh, you won't be as good as blah, 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 blah. Like, those are just people that are pissed off that they never went for whatever they wanted to go for in life. And so then they try to make you feel bad about going for it. And you should not listen to them, my friends, because ultimately they don't matter. Those people, they're just, they're irrelevant. You're always going to have them. So uh, we talk a lot about, about that. You know, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a topic of conversation that I'm, I feel passionate about, right? Just go for it, man. Just whatever it is, whatever your thing, find your thing is, nurture that thing and just go for it. So, and he's doing that. And I think that's super fucking cool, man. So we talk a lot about, about that. Um, I ask him about who his mentors are and the roles that they played in his life. So hear him talk about uh, how much his mom means to him and um, the guy that got him introduced into pharmacy and kind of that, you know, considering that as a as a path to take in life. Um, 
really cool stuff, man. So I hope you guys enjoy this. If you do, I hope that you will leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, BennyTomp18. There's a lot of people in this city that have stories to tell, man. And and I'm just trying to sit here and tell as many of them as I can and share that and spread that positivity. So I'm going to keep doing that. I promise to never stop going in. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. And you can uh, follow along the show page on Facebook at Real Talk W Benny T. Um, next week, Uber Stories Part Nine on Tuesday, and I have I will keep you updated on who we're going to line up and who the interview will be for next Friday. But that's what the schedule is looking like. Um, I'm still locking down Ed Hamilton. He might be next week, or he might be a couple weeks from now. Still playing with the schedules, getting everything figured out. But um, that's how we're going at this. Tuesdays Uber Stories, Fridays interviews. So please continue to follow along. And all of the feedback that I'm getting is super positive. It's awesome, man. So thank you guys, first time listeners. Long-time listeners, good to have you with us, my friends. Now, without further ado, here is my conversation with Dr. Tony Booker. Okay, now joining the show, please give a warm welcome to Dr. Tony Booker. Booker, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, really cool setup you got here. I'm liking it. Thank you. Yeah, what do you think of this place? Uh, I see you got some bourbon in the back, so you caught my attention there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with that. But uh, definitely loving the whole uh, sports vibe. It's, you know, really cool. What do you think about that Bears helmet right there next to you? I didn't even see it. thought it was the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Booker's a big Packers fan, so, you know, got to get yeah. a couple shots in there. Oh, good, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming over and, and coming out here. I really appreciate you making the time. I, uh, you know, I saw that you had launched this new pharmaceutical consulting firm, and actually, I know Alex Brewer. Like we were in the same fraternity at UK. So oh, dang, yeah. Small world. And I saw, you know, I was checking out your website <clears throat> and stuff like that. So uh, definitely want to ask you, kind of like what that's all about. Um, but really, like the whole point of some of these interviews that I do is just real people, real stories. You know, I knew you from a small part of your life when we both shared like a season at Thomas More together. Yeah. But then you went on, you're from, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of fill in the details and kind of like where you're from and what schools you went to. But after Thomas More, you went on to um, get your doctorate of pharmacy and now you started a business. So yeah. I feel like you're just a good dude and somebody I that I definitely it. wanted to bring on. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. Um, so like Ben said, uh, we met at Thomas More uh, University. What we it was Thomas More College when we went. Uh, we played ball together there, and uh, it was cool. Instantly, uh, you know, Ben kind of came under my wing. Uh, we got we clicked real quick. Uh, most persistent guy I ever know. Uh, <laughs> dude used to roll up to my apartment at least once a week to play NCAA and had like a. 40 game losing streak but he got me a couple of times Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no this is real talk not the... <laughs> no but uh so yeah from uh like you said uh so i played football four years at thomas moore uh got my degree in biology and then i uh, went to uk for pharmacy school um there i got my doctorate of pharmacy and a certificate of training in geriatrics so meaning like my pharmacy um, knowledge is tailored towards the elderly population because um, at first I really wanted to go into long-term care, like working in a nursing home, stuff like that. Uh, so 
graduated, bounced around a bunch of retail places. Uh, Started out with Rite Aid. That got closed down, went to Walgreens, signed on with Walmart. And then I found this position that I am now uh, as a clinical pharmacist with Option Care. So what I do there, it's kind of like hospital work, but in an outpatient setting. So we deliver IV bags and stuff to patients' houses. Um, So IV antibiotics, chemos, hydrations, just stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, so to get onto the, uh, the business part. So once I finished playing football, I started in a CrossFit, like instantly dove right into it. You know, I drank the Kool-Aid full force. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, working out five times a week, sometimes multiple times a day, dieting, you know, every, everything there was with it, I took on. So uh, continued that when I got down to UK in Lexington uh, and trained even more heavy with because uh, they had the team there that actually went to the CrossFit Games a couple of times. So, oh, sure. yeah, I was training with all those top athletes. Uh, and that was really cool seeing people like, you know, some of the top 20 people in the world in CrossFit training right inside your gym. So, yeah, uh, that got me into it, like, you know, even more. So and you were competing for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I did local competitions. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, I think the biggest one I did was up at CrossFit the tracks. It was like a tri-state. It was like Northern Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, uh, and there was some damn good teams there. And we got seventh. So that's kind of my peak there. And nice. Uh, well, with CrossFit comes Olympic lifting. You know, snatch and clean and jerk. So I made that transition. Uh, my last year of pharmacy school when I was still on rotations. Uh, so um, started Olympic lifting full-time, got my license, uh, my certificate to coach, and that's kind of how this whole thing started with me kind of getting more involved with other athletes outside of just myself. Um, so was coaching while I was in school, and then I graduated. Uh, and it was kind of just, you know, living life, riding the wave, traveling with uh, my wife, and uh like I said, I was bouncing around to these jobs, and when I started this new job, it was right after the Super Bowl, and then COVID hit, mm. and I was like, well, shit, like, if they have to lay people off, I've only been here for six weeks, I'm about to be, you know, out on my ass, so I was <laughs> trying to think and game plan of what's something that I could do to kind of get out there and make some money, do something in the meantime, so that's where I came up with this idea of, you know, I was already coaching athletes and I was like, well, shit, I, I have all this pharmacy knowledge. I have all this herbal supplementation knowledge. You know, I've, I've done I've done the supplements myself. I diet. I've done all this. So I've gained weight. I've cut weight. I've done it all. So it got me thinking about how I could take all that and uh, kind of put it into one. Mm-hmm. So that's where um, I that's where I got the idea to start this like athletic pharmaceutical consulting. So. Uh, I'm an athlete, you're an athlete, so I'm going to tailor my knowledge to what you need, you know. Yeah, I'll help anybody who needs help, but I'm really focusing on the athletes here that are, uh, so my motto is the a bridge to the healthier you, right? So I want to be the bridge between your pharmacy, your physician, and then your athletic life too. So I'm trying to kind of main, uh, streamline all that and just be your one source of information. Because so many times, like, people don't even know either. Like, we see all the time athletes get popped because they take something. It's a banned substance. There's so many of them. You have no idea. Or pharmaceutical companies, they are sales companies. Like, in and of themselves, they are trying to sell you products. Yeah. So you might get, you know, talk to one rep and they're trying to push a drug on you because they got to hit a quota that month, you know? So 
I think what you're doing is awesome because you. you're kind of like a watchdog for yeah. at least athletes. Yeah. So yeah, to hit on both your points. So uh, I think with any pharmacist, you're going to realize that we're not out here to sell you anything, right? So um, it's the, like you said, it's the pharmaceutical companies, it's the salespeople who are out here to push their product because that's what they're paid to do. Sure. So my job as a pharmacist is to get the best product for you. What works for my mom might not work for my brother. Just everybody, even if you share the same genetics, everybody's going to be different. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where your pharmacists come in handy is that we're going to try to optimize the, your medication regimen and the best therapy for you. And to hit on your point about athletes, so I'm definitely doing that for them. But like you said, with the, uh, with the banned substance list, they're a mile long in it for every sport. Mm -hmm. And the real tricky part to the banned substances list, they don't list every name brand substance that's banned, right? Because a lot of them share the same ingredients. So what they do is they list the active metabolite. So it could even be different than what you read the, um, you know, you read the nutrition label. Mm -hmm. or the the facts on the back and you're like oh like this ingredient's not on that list but what you don't know is what your body turns it into is actually what they're testing for mm. so that's where i that's where we come in as you know by the book we come in to like figure that out read through that because we recognize what the active metabolites are because you know we're all big in biology and chemistry so sure. yeah so that's where uh another part that we're trying to um you know make a name for too uh, one of my clients, he's a, a national a national level weightlifter, so um, that's what I do for him. And then you and Alex both, like Alex is your partner on this venture, right? Yeah. So uh, Alex Brewer, I met him at UK, um, and we partnered actually a couple years back. Uh, well, what we didn't really partner. He started his own supplement company, mm -hmm. and he was looking for beta testers. So I was like, yeah, you know, I, we went to school together. I know he's a smart guy, so I trusted him to make a good, clean product. So that's mm -hmm. what he did. He came out with uh, his company. was called Synctus Nutrition. He had this pre-workout called Focal Force, and it was all natural, clean energy, no caffeine, none of that shit that's going to make you jittery. It was full of citrulline, beta-alanine, and everything that you need to just fire up and go, right? So you did, I didn't get the jitters. I didn't get the shakes. Got a little bit of skin tingling because you need that vasodilation. But uh, you, you get that pissed off feeling. When yeah, clean three hundred pounds. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never got that crash either, right? So you, it was a gradual build up and a gradual letdown, and before you know it, you know you've just powered through a two and a half hour workout, and you're like, damn, like I feel good. So um, that's kind of how our partnership first started. Um, I was a sponsored athlete by him. You know, I would wear his uh, shirts around to different competitions I did. I was taking his pre workout faithfully, uh, promoting him on social media and stuff like that. So when I came up with this idea, um, I knew that I could get overwhelmed very quickly because I did like a beta testing in my gym and just had a couple athletes. And within 10 minutes, I had 30 people trying to sign up for it. <laughs> right. And of course, it was free at that point. Uh, so I kept I capped it at five just so I could make sure I'm giving everybody a quality service. Sure. You know, it's not going to do you any good if you're one of 1000 and I'm giving you shit service. But if you're one of 100 and I can, we can actually focus on you and give you the attention that you need. That's, you know, going to not only build my brand, but that's what we're here for is to make, you know, your life the best it can be. Sure. So, um, when I realized that there was going to be such a big demand for it, 
uh, he was the first person I thought of. I was like, because he's also a pharmacist. He's also athletic minded. He's, you know, he trains heavy. He's out in San Diego, probably laying on the beach right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was one of the first, he was the first person I thought of. And then when I brought the idea to my wife, the first thing she said was like, you should get Alex in on this. So uh, that's kind of how that started. I uh, called him up one day after work and, you know, he was like, dude, I think you just hit the nail on the head. He's like, this, this, if we play it right, this can be a golden idea. So he was definitely in. So um, our partnership now is uh, I brought him in. He was my content creator. So he actually built our website. Um, Which people can find by going to where? Yeah, uh, com. And uh, you can check us out, um, you know, see what we're about, see what me and Alex individually are about. And uh, we also offer free consultation. So, you know, we'll schedule a Zoom call, FaceTime, uh, Google House Party, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you have. Sit down, uh, discuss uh, what's going on, your goals, uh, you know, current medications, current supplements, all that. And then uh, one big thing we want to do is make sure we're actually a right fit for you. I don't want to promise you things and not really be any benefit because, you know, that's not why I'm here. Sure. So, uh, you know, we'll sit down and talk it out. And if I think that I can be of help and of service, then, you know, we'll go from there. So how long have you guys been servicing clients? Uh, so I've been doing this for about two months now. But again, the last six weeks of that was beta testing, you know, mm -hmm. just filling it out. Um, so we went live, well, I honestly think like last Sunday or, or no, it was actually on a Friday or before I went into work. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had some delays with the website and all the domains and all that shit I don't understand. So, <laughs> I, so I'm glad to have Alex, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, it's honestly been, I guess at this point, um, almost two weeks now. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, everything's going good. Uh, got some clients, um, you know, talking to a couple of different people. Um, looking at partnering with uh, the gym I actually go to. Um, it's called Boombox Fitness, um, located on, uh, God, uh, I know it's exit six off the Gene Snyder. I'm terrible with geography. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, you just look up Boombox Fitness. It's a CrossFit gym, but you know, they offer everything. So I'm going to... Uh, potentially and hopefully partner with them and uh you know kind of be the gym's go-to healthcare professional nice um so you know go that route so um yeah. what what made you want to start this business uh a little bit of the fear of the pandemic but also uh it's just nice to have something that's your own right so uh you know my brother has his personal training company uh, one of my best friends has an, his own accounting firm everybody kind of always has this side hustle because you know it's 2020 it's the it's the year of the millennium right you know it's the yeah. year it's the year of the millennial sorry yeah. so everybody's like you got you got to have a side hustle and really with the way the economics are today you know i'm a pharmacist i have a great job but you know who can't use an extra couple hundred bucks here or there right sure. so um obviously that's not the exact reason I did it was to make money, but that's also why we work. So, um, I just felt like it was another way for me to help people, but also kind of have my own personal thing, doing something that I love. Um, you know, my dad does real estate on the side. My uncle does real estate on the side. My brother does real estate on the side. I don't have an interest for it. <laughs> you know, I'd probably be a terrible landlord either way too lenient or way too strict. So, um, 
I bounced around a bunch of ideas in my head about what can my side hustle be. And I was like, really, this isn't work for me. You know, it's, I, I do it all the time anyway. You know, family's always calling me up, but you know, I saw might as well make an official license and business out of it. Sure. So, um, just to kind of do what I love to do at being a pharmacist and a healthcare provider, healthcare professional, but also just make it my own. So, you know, I get, I get to pick my clients, which is not what I get to do in my nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, my nine to five, you know, they're, 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 they're sick people and I love taking care of them. I love being able to help them out. Um, but you know, my passion still, it has always been sports and athletics. So this is, you know, I can put the two passions of my life together and make it one. So how much of an impact or uh, how much of a benefit would this would have been if somebody, if this service was around, like when you were an athlete, cause you played high school football, high school track, college football, I don't, did you run track in college? I don't know. Yeah, I did, did for two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But did you ever have one of these scenarios where you're taking a pre-workout or a post-workout or something and then all of a sudden somebody's like, hey, book, we need to see you. There's this, you know, ingredient that popped up. You're not <laughs> supposed to have this in your system. What the fuck are you doing? You yeah. Know, like, no, that never happened to me gladly. But uh, yeah, I mean, this could have been a huge benefit to a lot of people, right? So, um, you know, what we're trying to do especially for our high school and college athletes, we're trying to optimize your performance and your nutrition and your lifestyle. So, you know, that split second is a scholarship, that split second is a combine, that split second is going pro. Right, so um, the things that we know and that we can teach you about your diet, about your nutrition, about your herbal supplementation, about your lifestyle to get you a split second faster between a 4-4 and a 4-3. You know, four four is great, but everybody's running them now. Sure, but like I ran a four four eight, and I went D three. Not it's not knock on D three, but still, like everybody has that four four number. Mm-hmm. It's the four three that's catching eyes, that's getting you the scholarship. You know, it's that four three that gets your broken tackle. Then you take it for ninety, and you're all over. You know, Kentucky high school play of the week, and now UK's calling. Yeah, right. So that's what we're looking for. You know, so it's that broken tackle, it's that interception, it's that, it's that state record in the 200 right so that's what we're looking for so you know we take the athletes we optimize the nutrition we um optimize our sub herbal supplementation their pre-workouts their post-workouts we make sure they stay clean for you know you just break three state records and they come knocking on your door like hey we got to test you you're you're clean right so um that's why we're really getting towards uh high school and college athletics we're also gearing towards athletes in the gym that, you know, the the mom of two who's trying to, you know, get back in shape, you know. So we're trying to help her. She's like, I'm not sleeping well. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Well, let us figure out what we can change to make you feel better and able to work out more. You know, if you're not getting the right nutrients in your diet, you're not going to feel like working out. Mm-hmm. But we also can give you this pre-workout. We can recommend different types of things that will kind of give you that boost and that peak to get you through the day. Like most people probably think if you just take three scoops or two scoops of C4, you're good. Yeah, right? and that's terrible. Like, not it's no knock to C4, but, you know, getting jittery and all hyped up on caffeine is not going to give you a good workout. Sure. It's going to kind of give you the false lead that you're ready to work out because your brain's wired, but you're overstimulated. So, uh, like, I take, caf- I take drink coffee in the morning to kind of get myself going, but that's really, you know, the limit to my caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um you know so caffeine's not the best thing for you um, in terms of getting ready to work out 
you know, you have to get you have to get your muscles frying. You have to get the nutrients and the supplements in there that are going to act as precursors to acetylcholine. That's going to get your muscles firing. You know, you need you need the certain vitamins to kind of help your muscles move. You need things that are going to give you better brain function. You know, you have to put the right stuff in your body after you work out. So when you're eating, you have to put the right stuff in. Um, even people are like, oh, well, I take X, Y, and Z vitamins. And I'm like, what do you take those with? They're like, what do you mean? Certain vitamins absorb better with certain foods. And that's, you know, so that's other things people don't know. You know, there's certain foods that can optimize your workouts. There's certain foods that can boost your immune system. There's certain foods that can lower your blood pressure. There's certain foods that can lower your cholesterol. But, yeah, so, again, pharmacists, we don't want to push products on you. We will if we have to, if you're not going to do the right thing with eating. Hmm. So, yeah, here, take this medication. If you don't want to eat right and work out, well, we're going to have to give you this medication. Because your body needs Because your body needs to get this under control or you're going to die. Yeah. But if I can coach you correctly to work out properly, to eat the right things, to take the right vitamins, to take the right supplements, well, we can get those medications, you know, we can get those off, take those off your counter and cancel your prescription. Save you some money. Save you some money. Yeah. What money you're paying for your prescriptions, you give right to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I think, uh, you know, so much of what we've been taught about, you know, fitness and in a traditional sense from you know, the food pyramid in PE yeah. class to now, you know, being older and being in 2020 when we look at athletes as such like just well-oiled machines, right? And it all comes down to like, yeah, working out is a big part of it. But like like you're talking about, like how do you fuel that workout? And then yeah. ultimately, like how do you recover? Are you eating the right foods to let your muscle tissue like recover and build back stronger? And are you getting enough sleep? Yeah. Like I think people get so caught up on well i'm just going to go to the gym and i'm going to get on the treadmill for an hour and then like you know a month later they're like what the fuck yeah like, i'm not seeing any results yeah. yeah so and that's another thing people like i run i do run a couple times a week but cardio is not that's not it you know like you have to run a long distance to really get a the great benefit but muscle burns more fat cardio burns calories mm-hmm. right so unless you're doing fasted cardio which not many people can mentally do you're not really, you know, you need to build muscle that's mm-hmm. going to get you your weight loss. That's going to, like you said, and it's the world old machine thing, right? Not everybody's LeBron James. You know, you talk to his teammates, they tell you how shit his diet is. But he's just like, he's literally a freak of nature. <laughs> like, he is evolution. He's the human evolution that's come down to perfection. Literally. Right. He's like the great white shark of human beings. Like, right. So this is sort of, it's evolutionary perfection. Great white buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, where's that from? Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine, <laughs> god damn it. That was such a good movie. I love that movie. Man. Yeah, but, you know, he's human evolution that's peaked to perfection. Oh, right? dude, yeah. Six, eight runs a 4.5 and can has a 40-inch vertical, and his teammates say he's like fucking cake for dinner. <laughs> but not everybody can do that, you know? No. So it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, every it's 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 a lot that goes into making you your um, your the best version of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel like, uh, I know Alex, he kind of says it's like a concierge service, right? We're just here at your beck and call. Yeah. Whatever you need, just call me, text me, whatever. Um, you know, and we're, we're, we're open to anybody. I have uh, a lady that reached out for her daughter. You know, she, her daughter doesn't work out. She just has some questions. All right, cool. Let's get you on this retainer service. Your daughter, if your daughter's taking these prescriptions, I'll be happy to answer any questions. You know, um, you're a mom and you're pregnant or your mom and you're breastfeeding. 
right? Uh, what what can I take? I got flu season's coming up. What can I take that's safe for me and my baby? Mm. You know, you don't have to be an athlete. That's what I'm focusing on. But whoever needs my help, whoever needs me and Alex's help, where you know we're doors open. Yeah, it's just a yeah. jumping off point. Yeah, it's a jumping off point. You know, you got to pick out your crowd. You got to you know where, where they say uh, know your audience, right? So I'm getting my target audience, and then that's you know we'll go from there. Sure. So well, that's cool, man. That's really Appreciate cool. It. You know, I really. I really like bringing people on, especially lately. I've been doing a lot of interviews with people who are either just, just, just building other people up in some way, or like showing yeah. others the way. You know, it's it's who you bring with you in life. That's what yeah. I believe. Yeah, and 100%. Uh, lately, I've been trying to bring people on who are who are doing that in some kind of a capacity, like whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, I just I saw where you had literally just launched this thing. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And then I checked it out, and then I see Brewer on there, and I'm like, yeah. these fucking guys, I know these guys. You know what I mean? Like, this guy. Yeah. Like. So, uh, yeah, me and Brewer, it's uh, it's weird, man. Like, I don't even know how. I guess it all started with Sanctus when he started his company. Because, um, dude, when I first met Brewer, he dresses, like, he dressed so frat boy. And I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, I remember he came in and did a uh, financial uh, thing in front of our class because he was always a uh, year above me. Mm-hmm. And he came and talked about finances to our pharmacy class. And I was like, who the hell wears like a sweatshirt, a sweater and a po- or button Oxford shirt to like to farm? Like, you know, we were in classes eight hours a day. Uh, but when I'm like once I actually talked to him, he was the coolest person I've ever met yeah. in my life. Um so yeah, I think our friendships, that's definitely when it, uh, you know, we'd see each other out at the bars and in class and passing in class and stuff um but we talked a lot when he started his company he wanted me to test it out and then just ever since then you know you know i invited him to my wedding i went to his the whole night like he was a super cool dude so uh couldn't be happier with uh choosing him as my partner to go through this because he has prior business experience he has his you know website building so he he can pick up a lot of areas that I lack Mm -hmm. and that we don't have to like go finance and kind of be in a hole. Like, right. This, the overhead on this was super low, which is another reason why I started it. You know, I just had to pay for the licensing fee and all that stuff through the state because they'll tax anything that they can. Um, but besides that, you know, websites, 10 bucks. So it's, that was another thing that kind of pushed me to do it. Um, and then my, my wife really pushed me to do it too. You know, I've, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'll have a million dollar idea every two weeks. Uh, and you know, I was like, Oh, I'll get my real estate license. Oh, I'll get my so-and-so license. Oh, I'll do this. I'll do that. And then when I came up with this, she's like, yeah, this, this, this one's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, self doubts a motherfucker to bro. Like I was kicking myself left and right. Like, Oh, this is stupid. No one's going to like this. Oh, I have three clients. Like just, every every giving myself every reason why this would fail and my wife was like so what if it does she's like what what do you have to do you you have your day job you're a pharmacist like that's not going anywhere you're always going to be a pharmacist Mm -hmm. she's like try it you don't she's like okay in 10 years we're 40 whatever and it doesn't work out then you know but you don't want to be sitting here on sunday with two kids running around while you're trying to watch the packers play and you're like damn like i don't know what we'd be doing if i would have started that business for sure so it was like you know what i was like yeah i was like babe you're right it's like so we figured out what i needed to do we researched did all that and you know went for it so 
Well, yeah. I'm proud of Kelly. I'm proud of you, but yeah. I'm proud of Kelly for being like, listen, Tony, you yeah. need to get on your shit. I need to right? get on my shit, man. Yeah. She's uh, she's always been that person for me, which is nice. She's always she's always nice when she says it, because uh, she actually got me back working out. Like when I, because I actually retired from weightlifting because I kept getting injured. Shoulders or what? Everything, what, f- fucking football, and then and then CrossFit and weightlifting, like both wrist, shoulder, knee, hip, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Some it was like every week I woke up and I was in physical therapy for something new. Luckily, mm-hmm. my wife's a physical therapist, so it didn't take much. But <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Right. So, uh, but I was just like, so I kind of just I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna chill. I've never in my life not had to work for something, you know. Ever since I started playing football, um, but you know, once you go into middle school, you start getting these high schools looking. And they can't, quote unquote, recruit you, but they're recruiting you. Sure. So in high school, you know, I was working to be a starter. Then I was working to make all state. Then I was working as for a scholarship. And, you know, I got a couple looks, but nothing ever stuck. But I was like, my mom's like, let's go D3. Go to a small school, get your education, you know, do something with it. So I start working towards that. And then I was working for all conference. I was always like dieting. I was always exercising. So once I stopped weightlifting, I just, I shit the bed. I think I got up to like, I think 205 pounds at 5'8". And my wife was like, she's like, hey, babe, I'm about to start this beach body. You want to try it out? So I was like, sure. So, so I started doing P90X and then I got back into CrossFit. So it's been uh, probably a year and a half now and something like that. Um, so um, got my diet back in order, um, got my exercise back on track. So back down to like 185. But it's crazy, man. So she's always been that like driving force, but you know, kind of nice. She didn't want to hurt my feelings too bad, but she was like, "Oh yeah, let's do this, let's do that." So it's a gentle suggestion. Gentle suggestion, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it was cool. A uh, couple things. One, it, you know, there are much worse D three programs that you know you could have gone to that I could have gone to. Oh yeah, so. we won like three champ- three conference championships. Oh. Got to travel across the United States and get our ass kicked by <laughs> should have been D one teams, but it is what it is. <laughs> No, and then even like years after, uh, we were both gone at that point. But then they were they ended up being on. Wasn't it like some kind of a crazy ending or something? Or what? There was some. There was something where they I think made it onto something nationally recognition for something, and I can't remember. Was it Winkler's like touchdown catch over like three dudes? Maybe it was like time expired. They like did a hail mary and Winkler like snags it like fucking Randy Moss. I think over, so. Like, three okay, yeah. Out. But uh, yeah, now you know they're NAI now and they're Thomas Moore's doing really well. So yeah, um, and it's it's really cool to see that like you know you were kind of part of that building, right? Because mm-hmm. in the I think they were good in like the early nineties. Then they fell off real bad. So then you know Hilbert gets there does some good recruiting uh they won a conference championship my senior year in high school and then we end up winning two more when i got there or maybe i don't know dude I'll, it was rolling it was we were rolling it was rolling and I, I went from mail so you know I, went, I think we won three state championships back to back at mail and then i go to tom so like you know not to like sound like an arrogant asshole but like i kind of oh. get i kind of get my championships confused <laughs> <laughs> So not yeah. a bad problem. To yeah, have. not a bad problem to have. So yeah, you got more jewelry than fucking Michael Jordan over here. You yeah, know? man. There's one time I beat him. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm I the worst about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm the worst basketball player you ever seen. No, but that was fun, and uh, I mean, I still keep up with uh, some people. Some people yeah. from that time, like I had uh, Coach Sheehan on the podcast. Uh, back oh, in no March. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he st- he's still coaching. Is I know he went to like Hamline. He's up in uh, Minnesota. 
Okay, because I know he did. He went. He moved to uh, somewhere in Ohio. Uh, started with the T, not Tilfin. It's, it's another D three program in Northern Ohio. I can't remember. It was like Tilfin or Tilfin or something. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. They had went not before he got there. They didn't win a game for like three years. Oh damn. Yeah, it was terrible. They recruited me, and I was like, nah. <laughs> Coach was like, we have a Walmart, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck am I gonna pick up a meth addiction over here? You know, like, like yeah, man. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I come from a pretty popular town. Like, we don't, I need something to do, yeah. you know, keep me distracted. So, yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. It's uh, it's really cool. I'm glad to see you doing this and doing well. It's um, I always like to, you know, kind of catch up and keep in touch with everybody. So, like you said, it was a small time in our lives. But I, that's, I think that's one of my favorite things about social media, right, is that it keeps you in some sort of connection with people. And obviously some people kind of take advantage of that and it gets kind of creepy and whatever, Mm -hmm. but it allows you to stay in contact with people a lot more easily because right now we have to work so much that it doesn't provide the luxury of like free time to, you know, travel and see old friends like you used to, like when my mom was growing up. Right. So, uh, that's one of my favorite things about social media is that like, you know, well, you, hit me up on instagram because we didn't have each other you know we had new numbers and stuff so right. but it, it allowed us to like reconnect in an instant i don't have to track you down in the fucking yellow pages so it's <laughs> one of my favorite things about social media and plus it's so easy to just like pr- like get some promotion and you know advertise yeah like i i didn't pay for anything but like you know i had my business page and it's telling me that it reached eleven thousand people so nice. I was like, damn, that's free. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess you can censor my First Amendment rights all you want, but if you're going to give me free advertisement, I'll take it for right now. For real. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. And yeah. that's why, yeah, I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm glad that we've stayed together on, on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff like that, Facebook, yeah. because, you know, it's just like people come in and out of your life and, um, you know, it's like, I think that's what's cool is like you can spend you know, six months or a couple years or however long with somebody and make like a really profound impact on somebody's life. But yeah. then you move away, people have kids, people get married, you know, people die, like whatever yeah. happens in life happens in life. But like social media keeps us kind of connected. And, yeah. and like I was only there, I was only there for a season. Yeah. But I, I just remember like I have two favorite memories of you um, from Thomas More. Oh, shit. One... <laughs> And I think this is right when we kind of like first started, like this meant a lot to me, it really did. Um, when we were coming up in the summertime for those seven on sevens, they were like voluntary. Yeah. But I could tell that you were, you had command of the defensive side of the ball and you were obviously a captain at that point. And it meant a lot to me that I kind of like got your attention and that you, you kind of like took me under your wing a little bit when we would go in these drills and maybe talk shit a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, but, I had to, man. Of course. But like that, that, that was just cool to like, see like, Hey, here's, here's this guy who's a captain who is at these voluntary workouts and he's talking to me like I matter that, that really yeah. mattered to me. And that was really cool. Oh, I appreciate it. And then, uh, the other memory that I have is when we threw, not, not like me and you, but like somebody on the team threw a big party either <laughs> after a game or before, I think it was after a game and you, me, and Rob Keys split this big handle of Jägermeister. Gosh. Was that the- <laughs> and the three of us, like, Rob Rob had, like, he was about to go to the, I think. No, the, it was a green-up party. Was it? Yeah, because I remember uh, I was, like, I mean, I was just, I was 
drunk and like I was like trying to eat Gatorade powder to like <laughs> rehydrate myself. Yeah, it was bad, but and Rob had like the fighter pilot helmet that he yeah. was walking yeah. around. So we actually still talk about that. Uh, you know, I'm still friends with. Uh, you know, we had my little my little running circle up at Thomas More. Um, so me, Tony Bell, um, Toka, Jeremy Hoop, uh, Rob Lauer. Um, oh geez. Yeah, we all still we have our group chat. We also talk, you know, each other's weddings, baby showers, the whole nine. So um, they love to tell that story to my wife because, <laughs> like, I don't, I do not tell her anything from college because it's like it's so funny, dude. Because I was like, I I had to hit that switch, right? I had to become a professional. Yeah. So um, I had to hit that switch, and you know, it was obviously for the better. You know, you can't. What we did for those four years, you can't maintain that, yeah. you know, safely. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I don't tell her any stories from college. It's like, <laughs> it's like my four years never, I'll tell her football stories. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's my, you know, my first game starting. I took an interception back for 80 yards. Like, that's how you're going to know from college. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they, lo- they love to tell her shit. I'm just like, if y'all, man, look. <laughs> <laughs> don't mention my name. <laughs> Yeah, so oh no that was fun man that was fun yeah but i appreciate it man so that's something that um i I always try to focus on is just like just reaching out to people in any aspect really you know and i don't want to make it sound tacky but it's kind of like you know that comes with being a leader right so even in the workforce even at my job when i was a manager you know uh right aid and a manager or I didn't manage uh, Walmart, but, you know, when I was a manager in retail, you have to have everybody feel included. You have to make every, because they do matter, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to make them feel that they matter, especially in those big corporations, because you just get shit on, right? You can have the best week in sales, but they're going to find something to pick at you over. So um, that was just kind of always, always run my pharmacies, kind of like I helped run the football team. You know, even... If you were a scout team or if you were second strength, everybody matters. Everybody plays a critical role. Because if you're not out here on scout team to help me get better, like if you beat me on a route, then that means I need to work on something. You know, it's no disrespect, but the person I'm going against is going to be better than you. So if you can beat me, then you're helping me work on something. Mm -hmm. Right. So everybody plays a critical role. So like even down to the like now in the pharmacy with my technicians, like they matter. Because I probably, honestly, we don't move at all without them. Like, so, like, that's something I've always tried to, um, you know, always put forward is just, like, making everybody feel welcome and in- included cause, and feel like they matter because you don't get that in a lot of places. You don't. Yeah. And, and I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the most telltale characteristics of a real leader, like yeah. a real natural leader is just reaching everybody on the team and making everybody feel like they're included like their opinions being heard people right. see them and they hear them and they are maybe not in reality but they feel as if they're the most they're not they feel as if they're just as important as everybody else everybody yeah. else yeah yeah and and in truth and truthful they are and that's and i i will swear by that like and that's not just like fluff talk like they are you know everybody plays a role so like obviously you know third strings not out there on game day doing what needs to be like doing what needs to be done to win but they've played a part like in preparation at some point in time to where you know they've made me a better athlete or a better person or whatever it might be sure so so 
yeah, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was just like how you think that being a captain on sports teams has transcended or at least like kind of overflowed into how you approach life and in, and business. Uh, so I would say uh, in life, it's one of those, um, like you said, you always want to make everybody feel like they matter. Like then that's what you have to do on a football team. But that's also kind of how I approach life. You know, I don't want anybody. I don't want to be the reason that someone days someone's day gets worse. And you know, because um, I've I've built a really great life for myself. You know, uh, so I'm a pharmacist. I'm married. I have a great family. I have a great support team. I have great friends. So there's real like outside of the stress from my job because we're busy. I really don't have many negative moments in my life. And you know that's. You know, you, you have to work for that. You have to put yourself in those situations. You know, I had to make sure I chose the right partner. You know, you can't pick your family, but I keep in contact with the ones that provide benefit, like a mutual, like, you know, synergistic benefit. And you know, I don't keep toxic people around. Blood friends, it don't matter. Like, you're, you know, but it, it took a lot of self-realization and a lot of work to get to that point. But same thing with friends, you know, um, the accounting, the accountant for my business is my best friend that I grew up with, you know? Um, so just building, having those people around you that are also doing things positive, you know, that kind of gets you where you need to be in life. But, um, so like, since I don't have those negative moments, like my, you know, my life is really good and I'm blessed and I'm fortunate to be there. So I don't want to be the reason that someone has a bad or worse day. So that's kind of like that same, um, leadership mentality is that like if you, we come across each other whether it's passing in a hallway or when I was working retail if you came to my pharmacy counter or now that I'm doing um, like home deliveries like if we talk on the phone or you know if you pass me in the grocery store if we run into each other at the gym I want your day to be somewhat better because of me but definitely not worse sure um, and I think that uh, well, one of the negatives of social media is that it allows everybody a platform and no matter if you're spewing good or bad messages everyone's sub now subjected to that so with the connectiveness of social media you know there's a lot of hate and evil that people get experienced to so uh, you know with all the bad and ugly that there is like if I can provide just a little bit of good I feel like you know I feel like it's worth the effort you know so it's 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 so easy for people just to sit there and be negative all day you right. know like and it's like and i you know i feel like every day i learn I, it, that adage comes like more and more clear that misery loves company it's like for some reason something's going wrong in that person's life and um you know they'll just like you said they'll just sit there and be negative all the time mm -hmm. and um that's never been me but i I can't do it like you know you you know you come across something that might rile you up a little bit but so many times I catch myself it's like dude it's not even worth it like you know just you know say something positive keep it moving um you know just try to love everybody man it's we're only here for a short time like <laughs> ELE yeah, baby <laughs> like yeah ELE man what's his name uh, Jackie uh Jackie Moon Jackie Moon um but yeah man just seriously like just we're only here for a short time like in your lifespan but fuck even humans in total like this world's gonna long outlive us so you know, just do what you can try to just fucking be nice man you know people will forget 
so much, but people will never forget the way that you make other people feel. Yeah. That will always stick with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it stuck with me, you know, like 10, 12, however fucking many years later, like just those little moments, you know? Yeah. Um, A couple things, you know, I think um, a couple things that you hit on. One was self-doubt. I'll get to that in a second. The other thing is just looking at what you're doing now as, you know, you were saying, well, I used to train and I went from, you know, trying to get into or like get the attention of high schools, like really good high school programs and then colleges. And then I was competing and stuff like that. Now, just like you were talking about, I've transitioned out of doing some of those things that I was doing earlier in my life. Right now you are starting a business and now you are doing that in addition to the regular job that you do. And I think that, that, um, I would encourage you to look at that as, you know, yeah, you might have taken a step back from, you know, competing or being in like whatever you're trying to do physically. But, you know, now you are looking out at different goals and different visions, and that's where you're starting to ramp up. So you're competing in a different way. You're still competing. You're just competing in a different arena. Yeah, I never looked at it like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a... Uh, I like that viewpoint. <laughs> so, because, uh, yeah, it's kind of like uh, if you go to the website, you, you know, we do an introduction for the uh, team members. But at the bottom, it's like since I've, you know, well, transitioned out of those, like, that that athlete frame of mind of, you know, um, you know, training three hours a day and all that. Like, I don't, I mean, I could make the time, but I really don't want to anymore. But that time that is now freed up, I can now rededicate to you know others outside of my nine to five so yeah like um but i do like that point you know i'm still competing but it's just in a it's not in necessarily the athlete state of mind it's down the business state of mind or it's the healthcare state of mind to you know just focus my energies on something different absolutely yeah and that other stuff like you know that it's always there like you could you could always come back to that if you really wanted to you know what i mean it's like once you once you like lose 50 pounds or once you run a half marathon or once you bench press 300 pounds or something like that like you you know that you can do it and then you're like okay like i don't have to prove that to myself yeah. anymore i can move on and focus my What's energy next? on yeah. all this other stuff yeah and that's kind of where it got for me so you know i was doing crossfit and i felt like i kind of peaked out and i was kind of getting bored with it. And it the workouts are always different and always changing but i was just kind of like i'm just hitting this i'm just doing this and like what what am i getting out of this besides being fit right what mm-hmm what am I fulfilling for myself? And there really wasn't much. You know, I'm not going to go to the CrossFit games. Like that's like, I'm not, I'm just not there. It's too late. So, um, with Olympic lifting, you know, I kind of progressed really fast, but I always, you know, I was just, I had already been doing CrossFit for so long that I didn't, it didn't take much technique fixing. There was obviously some tweaks here and there, but I was just having a good program. Um, and I qualified for the Arnold and I got 17th in my weight class out of like 90 something people. And that was like cool as shit. Mm-hmm. But I came back home and I looked at what I would need for nationals. And I was like, oh, fuck. I don't have 30 <laughs> more kilos. I can't put on 70 more pounds on my total. So I was like, okay, what's next? Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's like you said, There's, it's always there. But once you, it's, I guess that's kind of the person I've always been. It's like once I once I hit one goal, I'm always looking for the next thing. So, um, and that's kind of, I think, um, what that what that's what has allowed me to um do so much in my 29 years right 
So, you know, I went to college, I went to pharmacy school, got married, bought a house, started business. It's like, and once this really gets its foothold and I feel like it's done well enough, I'll probably like look for something. Like now I won't give up on the business, but there's always going to be that next goal I want to check. So, yeah, who knows, man? But yeah. The other thing I wanted to touch on was the self-doubt part of it. Yeah. Which is such a thing that I think everybody deals with that. I think whether it's starting a business or starting a blog or starting a podcast or even just like getting back into the gym, like doing yeah. things where you you think, I don't know, how am I ever going to match up? Yeah. How am and, I ever going to do it? Because like, that's the first time in my life like I've ever doubted myself. And, uh, you know, you can ask anybody like you should, I have more confidence than anybody probably should. <laughs> but that's it's kind of that it's plan from plan defensive back. I've always had to have the utmost confidence in myself because we're on an island. We're one on one. So but I've always carried that over into every other round of my life. Like, you know, when I uh, knew my wife in high school, but when we met back up in grad school, I was like, no, nah, like, you know, I'm, I'm shooting my shot like and I did and we you know end up dating and got married um but and when I go into like a job interview I'm like all I need is an interview like I'm gonna get this job mm-hmm. you know uh you know I'm you know I go in I dress well and all that but like I know that no matter like when we have these conversations I'm gonna impress you because that's that but that's the confidence I have right I'm I know I'm the best version of myself and I've always worked to be that. So, um, but yeah, when I started my business, that was the first time in my life that I've ever thought like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I should do this. And it was, um, it was a weird feeling to try to stomach. It was cause I know people deal with that daily and with every decision they make in their life. And I can't imagine the type of anxiety that brings on for people. Um, but I was really anxious for about a week and I, you know, I don't have any, um, I don't struggle with any mental health issues. Um, so I can't say that I, I can't say that I can fully sympathize with people who suffer from anxiety, but I definitely have some empathy there because I had a snippet of a, you know, a snippet of a feeling of what people feel with every single decision they make in their life. So sure. yeah, self-doubt is a dude that was crazy and uh like you said it's like a pit in my stomach like that i was just trying to fight for five days and i wasn't sleeping i was barely eating it was just the craziest shit ever um but really all it took was my wife and my friends just being like look bro like what what do you have to lose and i know that's not a way that everybody can get over their self-doubt because there's people that are doubting things that are like life-sustaining you know, like that if this fails, like my wife said, you're still going to be a pharmacist. You're still going to have your day job. This is just something extra to see if it works or not. Something that you like to do to see if it works or not. It's like, you know, try and put out a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stick to your day job. There, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think that's uh, I think you should take that as just you're going after something that, is like a dream of yours and it's like bigger than anything you've not not i'm not gonna say it's bigger than anything you've ever done because i don't want to discredit anything else that you've ever done but it's like like my own so yeah yeah like you can that's very fair to say that because like yeah it's it is when you reach for things that exceed your grasp like that was that's scary as shit like what if i fall on my face but but like you said and like kelly said it's like 
well, you know, A, you're in a great position. What what do you have to lose? Nothing. Like, and and B, like, you just never want to get to the end of your life and then just be like, man, I I, I wish I would have done all these things, yeah. right? And some people they never get over that hump, that initial just, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it, and I yeah. might not be the best at it, and it might not make me a million dollars, but if it makes me happy, and if I feel like I'm good at it, and I'm I'm doing it for the right reasons, and I'm helping people, then. Yeah. That's a powerful fucking thing, man. Yeah, that really is. Yeah, definitely. I would agree wholeheartedly with that. So, yeah. So, we'll see, man. I'm excited. Um, it's gone well, uh, you know, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, like my, I think the ultimate goal, me and Alex have talked about it before, um, would be to get in with some sport teams and to kind of just be like, you know, the, the healthcare guy for the sport team like that would be i mean that'd be really fucking cool and just put it bluntly you know fucking, i mean why would yeah. male should should bring you on the football team oh man yeah, yeah i'd fucking win state twice <laughs> in the same season you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah beat the team so bad they gave us two titles now nah, but uh yeah that would be and like again that's just one of those um it would just be like you know to be around a team again but to also do what I'm trained to do and what I love to do would just be, you know, it's just the cherry on top, man. Absolutely. Uh, a couple questions and then I'll, I'll cut you loose, all right? Yeah, no problem. Who are some of your mentors and, and what have you learned from them in in your career? Uh, so I would, you know, um, that's a tough question. I mean, I have so many people that have helped me and that have looked out for me along the way. Um, but obviously early on, you know, it's me and my mom and my brother. So to see uh, her single mom raise two kids in the West End of Louisville and both of us come out on top is a feat that I don't think no matter what I do in life, I'll ever top. Right. Uh, and the fact that she what looked to me looked like she did it without skipping a beat. Um, and, you know, she's always you can ask any of my friends. She was always she was everybody's mom, too. So she was always there for everybody. And like that's she's one of the reasons that I am the way I am in terms of like always just trying to spread love because that's the type of person she is. She was you would never have a negative encounter with her. If you even if you come at her with your absolute worst, you're going to feel better when you leave. So (laughs) uh, that's somebody I try to emulate. And it's very, very hard. But uh, how she does it, I have no idea. And then I would probably uh, my granddad on my dad's side kind of built on that, too. Um. We had a lot of conversations towards the end of his life, and he was like you said, he was like, no matter what you do in life, everybody's going to remember how you made them feel. They'll forget where you were. They'll forget what you said. They'll forget where you're eating. They'll forget what you were drinking. But one thing they'll hold on to is how you made them feel. So you always have to just, you know, own up and be a man of your word. If you say you're going to do something, no matter how small, you got to do it. So, uh, but uh, professional career-wise, uh Charles Taylor, he, uh, his, I went to high school with his son, Alex, uh, he got me started in pharmacy. Um, you know, they had a family member die years back and, uh, I was at my mom's job. She works at a funeral home and she was telling me, if asked if I knew him, I was like, oh yeah, you know, we have classes together. So I stopped down and I talked to his dad for a while and, uh, you know, he really appreciated me stopping by and he was like, Hey, if he's like, I don't know what you're going to school for, but if you're interested in pharmacy, let me know. I had no idea at that time. Um, so then I met with him, shadowed him. He gave me a job as a technician um, when I was in college, and I would bounce, you know, drive back and forth. And I owe him a lot because, you know, he got me started. He wrote me letters of recommendation. Um, he did a lot for me, and 
obviously didn't have to, you know. He just saw a young black kid from the West End who needed help because, you know, my mom went to college, but she didn't go to grad school. She didn't do, you know, any of these things. She didn't know how to help me in that situation, but he took a lot of time out of his days to help somebody who really has, you know, zero association with them. So I owe him a lot. Um, but now, and I would say, um, I don't know, man, it's, I, I don't have a mentor at the moment cause I, I haven't met any, and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for this business. Cause I haven't met anybody doing anything like this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm, me and Alex are, I'm getting a lot of feedback from him because he's, you know, started a couple of businesses and unfortunately they some of them have failed, but he has a lot of insight to what we can do to like, so I don't go down, we don't go down those same tracks, you know, what to spend time on, what not to waste, you know, your energies on. Cause at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if your business cards are two ply or three ply, whatever the hell it is nowadays. <laughs> it's just, don't think about that. Just get the fucking cards. Yeah, Norman right. Bates over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in Wolf of Wall Street when they're all passing around the business cards. Like, oh shit, yeah. Does <laughs> have fucking ruffles on it? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, pipe down, Bill. Yeah. Uh, you know. But I would, you know, as, as cheesy as it might sound, I would probably say my brother is my biggest mentor right now because he has his. He's what I would feel like would spread any other human so thin that they would fall apart and he's just chewing through it like it's nothing you know he's a supervisor at humana um he has his personal training company he trains athletes he trains uh quentin uh snyder montrose harrell he's training he trains reggie bonifant he's training all these high level athletes Mm -hmm. he trains softball teams and volleyball teams he has real estate so he's a landlord um you know he's uh dating this girl and like he's pretty much adopted her kid so he's a father like you know he's doing all this shit with i don't like you know i have my wife my nine to five the business i just started and i can barely remember to feed my dogs (laughs) and you know he's just like trucking through it like it's nothing and like just to see him do it and it's like you know it's like no sweat so that's something i'm like you know it's kind of one of those well like shit like you know if he can do it i can at least you know do this so um and i get a lot of feedback from him too on just the how really how to carry myself but also to um to make these business ventures and to make these personal connections and um you know because it's really weird i might like i'm actually pretty introverted you know like as it's as weird as it might say i don't I, believe that. no for real dude like i would especially nowadays like i don't you know that whole college you know the screaming and the rah-rah that, <laughs> yeah. that was my persona you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Deion Sanders says, "Prime time is a character that I play." Mm. You know, so book that was a character that I played, <laughs> but you know, fucking Antonio Booker, the pharmacist, is a you know, he's a doctor, he's, he's a, a man of medicine. Yeah, dude, I'm a fucking. <laughs> I would never own a sweater vest, but I'm a button up sweater vest kind of guy. You just, call it some looking motherfucker. Yeah, man, sit at home, <laughs> drink some bourbon, fucking watch some Netflix, play some Xbox, whatever. Oh. But. uh he gives me a lot of insight on um, like making those personal connections and how to like not only promote your business, but promote yourself as your brand. So it's, you know, something I'm learning. Last one. What have you learned through successes or failures just kind of from, like you said, kind of growing up in the West End, making it to all state honors, all conference honors, pharmacy school, which is hard as shit. Yeah. And then getting out. <laughs> 
becoming a pharmacist like not you know some people they go to school but then they never pursue like and jump into the real world application yeah. of what they just did but you did that and now you're starting yeah. this business and you're doing all these things and what have you learned just kind of about yourself through successes or failures wins and losses what are some of those lessons that you walk around with that confidence like i know i know who i am because why yeah uh I would say resiliency is probably the top, right? Because so like you get knocked down so much in life, but especially like when you're putting yourself out there, when you're applying for these schools and you're applying for these jobs and you're doing all this stuff. And um, it's weird like to even, I guess to even build that confidence, to stay confident if that makes any sense. But, you know, I applied to all these pharmacy schools and only like three gave me a shot. And one of them happened to be UK, which was like number four in the country. Right. So, but, you know, when I went there and, you know, some people at Thomas were like, oh, you sure you want to go to UK? Like there, it's really hard there. And, you know, kind of doubting me there. I was like, no, fuck it. Like I can fucking make it at UK. And I did, you know, I graduated there. And uh, so, but then you're coming out and you're applying for jobs and everyone's like, oh, someone with experience and I want this and I want that. So you're applying for these jobs and you get knocked down and a guy took a chance on me, you know, and in six months out of school, I became a pharmacy manager, took the worst store in the district at Rite Aid to one of the top five stores in the district. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, and it's things like that where, you know, it's, you just have to be resilient because you're going to get told no way more times than you get that yes, right? So, even this job I am, I'm in now, and it's a clinical role where they usually want people with residencies. They usually want people with all these years of experience. They want this and that. I was applying. I was like, okay, what's the worst they're going to say is, no, you're not a good candidate, right? So I applied anyway. They called me back, nailed my interview, and, you know, here I am almost a year into it. And they're telling me, like, oh, you know, we've never had a pharmacist take over their own team this quickly before, right? So it's things, and it's like it's – I know there's like that, like I said, it's that self-doubt and that fear of failure, but you just like have to go for it. Because if you don't, then you're going to be on the same position, you know, you were before you even tried. Mm -hmm. It's like I saw this memes yesterday or two days ago or something. And it's like you're anxious about starting that four-year degree at 28 because you'll be 32 when you're finished. Well, in four years, you're going to be 32 anyway. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. right. So it's like, for me, it's like, okay, I, again, I don't have a lot to lose in this, but it's like, you're anxious about starting this business because it might fail. But in like a year, you're going to be a pharmacist anyway. In five years, you're going to be a pharmacist anyway. So if again, whatever it is, like you're thinking about going for it, like you, you have to go for it. Like, I know that leap of faith is scary as shit. And, you know, it's easier when you have safety nets. I do get that. But Again, like if you don't try, like you'll never know. But applying for pharmacy school, uh, well, hell, even going to college, like that's me and my brother were the only kids on our whole like whole block that went to college. Damn. Yeah. So that was already a stretch, you know. So I'm at Thomas More, which has a 12% diversity rate. That includes Hispanics, Asians, everybody, you know, blacks too. So uh, I'm already there, and it's like you know that's a stretch. And then to go to pharmacy school, like, fuck, do you think you are? right you know well i was the only there was i had there was a black girl and there were two african kids in my class at pharmacy school at 140 so i was the only african-american male in a class of 140 damn and there are three classes that are in the building so what is that 140 280 420 kids or were adults at this time there was only one other african-american male in the two years above me 
So out of 420 kids, there's only two black males in the whole building. So again, like I, that's one of those things. You don't go to Kroger, Walmart, Walgreens. You don't see black pharmacists really. So that was another leap of faith that like at that time I had a, you know, it was like either that or bust. Like, you know, I have a biology degree. You either go to graduate school, try to become a professor. We just have to go to grad school. You have to go get your PhD. Or like you get this fancy, you know, four-year degree from Thomas More, all this money, and but biology degree can't really do shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you can work in a lab, but I can't really work in a lab. Not the <laughs> not the shit on my lab text, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So you get like, if I didn't make it at that point in time, I had a lot riding on like, I have to get in, and you know, I'm fortunate that I did, and to score high enough on the exams and stuff to make myself a. Uh, good candidate to get into pharmacy school but um you know you just just gotta shoot your shot man it's like you know fucking steph curry he can sit at half court all day but if you don't shoot he's never gonna make it <laughs> so it's one of those again i know it's it's anxiety ridden it's scary it's whatever adjective you can put on it but you know if you don't do it like hell like you can for you like I don't know how long you've been doing this, but hell, somebody might hear your podcast one day and you'll fucking be the next Joe Rogan. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you'll never, you never, 10 years from now, and if you never would have started the co- podcast, you see Joe Rogan get another $50 million payout, you're like, damn, that could have been me. Yeah. All right. But again, so it's just one of those things like you'll never know. And I know it's easier said than done. There's support groups, there's, you know, you have your supporting cash, you, some people might have more money it is what it is but like you have to figure out a way to at least make the effort to do whatever it is you want to do like nobody wants to be the og in the neighborhood going if i just would have done this man i could have gone pro i could have been in the league back in my day i could throw this football across those mountains over there (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, nobody wants to be a fucking uncle rico man so it's just you just gotta again like again like i know it's it's easier said than done but if you don't if you don't try, then, you know, it's all Shoot it is. Shoot your shot. Don't be Uncle Rico. There you go, man. Boom. Quote me on that. Put it under my yearbook picture. <laughs> uh, Dr. Tony Booker, thank you so much. Yes, yeah, sir. Appreciate it, man. This, Pe- is, this is really fucking cool. I like it. People can follow you on Twitter at Booker1035. And then what is your Instagram handle? Uh, shit. That's I'll get it on the fly here. Yeah. You can got- find me on Facebook at uh, just Antonio Booker. Uh, same thing on Instagram, Booker ten thirty five, or no Booker zero, zero one, yeah Booker zero one three five on Instagram. Uh, Twitter might get a little ratchet, so I apologize. Uh, but yeah, again, you can find us on uh Facebook. It's uh by the book, Athletic Pharmaceutical Consulting. Just put in your search bar, page will pop up, and our website's on there. Um, by the book, APC dot com, and that's B Y T H E B O O K A P C. And again, uh, look us up, tell us what you think. And uh, we do we do free consult. So, um, you know, we can chat, figure out if it's right for you. Uh, You know, we'll go from there. Boom. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.